0: Radio studio at the George Washington Broadcast Center. Jack Armstrong and Joe Getty. The Armstrong and Getty Show.
1: I just wanted to follow up briefly because we ended last hour, and if you missed last hour, get the podcast at Armstrongandgetty.com. That Twitter information, I think that's astounding. So we've mentioned many times 75% of people on Twitter basically account for nothing. 25% account for Almost all of the tweets. And of that 25%, on average, they get 37 likes and one retweet a month. That well, means I would, you're having very little impact, even of the 25%. Well, I think there
0: are probably 5%, maybe, of Twitter users who drive the conversation, the bitter arguments on Twitter, yeah, most which in the numbers turn,
1: are closer to one percent, but which are,
0: okay, yeah, fair enough. I was being generous, so let's call it one percent. They drive the the bitter, warlike conversation on Twitter, on Twitter, which in turn wildly, disproportionately drives the conversation
1: among congressional staffers, for instance, and and quote-unquote opinion makers in the media. All the people in the media, including me, by the way, all the people in media are scrolling through Twitter every single day to see what 1% of Americans think about something, and then forming opinions about it and commenting on it, keeping in mind that Half of America, that's 1% of the people on Twitter. Half of America ain't on Twitter at all. So it's only 1% of the people that are on That's where you end up with the 1% number, I remember now. So it is more like 4% of Twitter users that have the outside influence. Half of America's not on it, so you get down to like 1.5% of Americans. Sure. That, that are controlling the conversation like that, and it's stupid. It's just a stupid, whether you're a Republican, whether you're the leftist lefty, the rightist righty, it's no way... To get an idea of what's going on in formal policy.
0: Right, especially because the culture of Twitter is so weird. I mean, like, if you're a Californian or a Midwesterner or whatever, the first time you're in a Manhattan deli and you get to the front line, somebody says, and the guy behind the counter says, What do you want? And you're like, Well, what do you want?
1: You're like, What if do If you we, say, Well, happening? they're going to yell what? next. What? Exactly,
0: it's a weird culture. It's off-putting. It's it's disconcerting. You gotta kind of get used to it. Well, Twitter makes a Manhattan deli seem like the Shea Paul. I mean, it's and so it's it's a twisted version of human interaction held by a. Teeny percentage of people, and it's got this grotesquely outsized influence, yeah. which is just nuts. I use it very, very differently than I did just a year oh, ago. Oh, definitely, it's so off.
1: And I definitely don't encourage people to get on it anymore, or to to, to 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 well, to engage in Twitter.
0: Yeah, I just saw our friend Tim Sandifer tweeted out his uh, his review of a wonderful, fascinating book about uh, the current state of uh, Native Americans and what is what are some of the factors in. Uh, holding back development on uh, reservations and sort of, I love it for turning me on to things. Sure. You got to follow um, the right people. Right. Exactly. But in terms of like political arguments, so oh, it's utterly useless. It's just, it's just venom.
1: Never read the comments. They're pointless. And I no. thought it was interesting. 17% of Republicans say Twitter is making our democracy better. Even of Democrats, it's only 50%. So half, you know, aren't on board with that.
0: Mm. Uh, yeah, so that's, that's an interesting divide though, right there. That means something. I don't know what, but something.
1: Uh, We would all be better off if we just could ignore Twitter or or, or realize it it represents a tiny number of people. I
0: know left-wing Twitter is spending a lot of time with the racially charged uh, Kyle Rittenhouse case, which has become racially charged for reasons that are difficult to get
1: a handle on. So I know some of you, like you, were super into this for a long time, but a lot Mm. of people including a lot of the media that I follow, have just recently got into it. And the jury has the case now, but it has become a national story now, man. I mean, all your cable news channels took, I think, those closing arguments in entirety yesterday. Hours and hours of it on CNN, MSNBC and Fox. Yeah. Yeah, and it is actually,
0: again, one of the reasons Twitter is so toxic and useless. If you can separate yourself from partisan screeching for the moment, there's some really interesting legal issues. It's a great opportunity to see the justice system at work, um, to understand the the difference between real trials and TV trials. Um, well,
1: I think the first thing I said Monday morning... In addition to live, which is how we start every day, um, yeah. was how did this be I'm not following, how did this become a culture war? A white kid shot some white guys right How did this become a culture war? Well, because
0: Kyle Rittenhouse and the guys he was with were attempting to limit the looting and the bloodshed and the uh, the, the arsons and the damaged property of the Black Lives Matter riots. And any resistance to the rioting makes you a white supremacist in the eyes of the race-baiting left, I guess, who are just insidious. Speaking of evil forces on the American uh, plane, the the MSNBC crowd, the Joy Reads of the world,
1: ugh. Well, let's start with the worst one. Uh, Don't start the show with a showstopper. But I want to call attention to this before we play it so you can listen to it carefully. I'm troubled. I'm a First Amendment guy. But I'm troubled that this is even on the air, that, that our institutions aren't such that, like at MSNBC where this one came from, that there aren't people at the top who say, no, we're, we're not going to go that far. That's too far. We're sowing the seeds of violence in this country mm-hmm. by allowing this point of view. Listen to this woman's point of view on MSNBC. Clip 40 there, Michael. In the court of public opinion, they're really arguing that white men, especially white men with a gun, are allowed and have the space to defend and protect a country and a social order that keeps them at the top and a country that they stole from indigenous folks and built with black people's labor. The media is participating in perpetuating this charade because as far as I can tell, the only reason why any of this is allowed is because of the whiteness of it all.
0: Excuse me, professor. I'm sorry. I guess I'm about a, a bit of a dim bulb, but see, so you got a white kid chased by a mob of convicted child molesters, wife beaters, criminals, etc., and everybody's white, by the way, uh, professor. In this scenario, and 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 the young man with the gun is chased down by this mob, and instead of getting beaten to death, he kills them. Um Help me get to the white supremacist thing, please.
1: Well, Just the fact that that point of view is is on one of the three big cable news channels is just so disturbing to me. I I think getting back to the Twitter, it's because the people that run these cable news channels spend too much time on Twitter because that point of view wouldn't represent, I don't think, a half a percent of America.
0: Yeah, I think you're right. Uh, maybe we should be ignoring MSNBC. Maybe we should be. I mean, I, I, I hate to because then they get away with infecting the minds of the hundreds of thousands. Some days they get close to a million viewers, but not much lately. Um, but, man, that is a poisonous and sick uh, attitude and, and inexplicable. Uh, let's see. Do we have the, uh, the Joy Reid and guest? Yeah, clip number 44, and then we'll move on to the trial itself.
1: Earlier today, the teenager accused of murdering two men and wounding a third in Kenosha, Wisconsin last year took to the stand in his own defense. And the circumstances are almost built for an actual CRT course. The white, now 18-year-old, faces an almost entirely white jury of his peers with the exception of one black man. Dream with me, Paul. Could any child of color, young person of color, ever, 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 ever do that on a stand and get away with it? Uh, you already know, Joey. Of course not. This is white privilege on steroids.
0: Boy, okay. All right. Hey, just for fun, because its I think it's amusing. Give me 41, Michael. Tucker. So who emptied the gender studies department and put them all on television all at once? How destructive is this to the country, seriously, putting crap like that on television? If you're wondering, can they racialize anything? The answer is yes, they
1: can. So even if you're going to buy the idea that um, a, a black 17-year-old shooting some black guys would be less likely to get an all-black jury, well, it's not even an all-white jury, Rittenhouse. Uh, there's one black woman on the jury, I think. But anyway, a mostly black jury. And and if you're going to go with the idea that the race of the jurors leads to automatic conclusions, which is racist I think by definition, mm-hmm. um, even if you're going to believe that, so what? So Kyle Rittenhouse should get an unfair trial to balance it out? or I, I don't even know what the point is. Well, right, and it just,
0: yeah, there's so much illogic to it. They just know what they're supposed to say, and the guests know what they're supposed to say, and, and the idea of backing it up or some sort of logical you know chain of reasoning to that conclusion just doesn't
1: exist. And by the way, speaking of Twitter and Tim Sandifer, as we were, Uh, A little bit ago, he tweeted out this interesting argument, I thought, earlier in the week, which we mentioned. If a a black 17-year-old shot some other black young men, you wouldn't have heard about it. It wouldn't have made the news. For whatever reason, nobody cares when that happens. That's the problem
0: yeah that is a big problem so it was uh the uh, final arguments yesterday and the prosecution uh, ended uh, ended the day with their effort to get the the lad convicted it was scattered it was weak it was rambling it put the jury to sleep it put me to sleep i'm so into this and i watched for a long time but then I, uh, it just was not great uh, a couple of the
1: that that lawyer that main lawyer that bored everybody hansen you went to high school with him was he boring in high school Yes, he was born in high school. Mr. So
0: Binger, Mr. Binger, and then his <laughs> his his comedy partner uh, James Krause, who was the uh, rotund fellow who was tasked with uh, with the dismantling the defense case, or so he tried. Some people hear, are
1: calling him Lunchbox on the I, Twitter sphere. I think that's kind, and that's not fair. He's a big guy, so you're going to call him Lunchbox because his whole personality is defined by eating. Because he's a giant man. Come on, thanks Twitter.
0: Well, he's a big old fat boy in an ill-fitting suit, and he's, he's one of the things he said, very controversial, uh, clip number 37.
1: Clearly, if there's provocation, he's guilty. But even outside of provocation, why do you get to immediately just start shooting? As Mr. Binger said, he brought a gun to a fist fight. And he was too cowardly to use his own fist to fight his way out. He has to start shooting.
0: So if you're chased down by a mob, keep your gun in your holster and swing your dukes.
1: That was about the time that they put out a still photo from the movie Roadhouse, starring Patrick Swayze, in which Patrick Swayze was squaring off with another dude in a pool hall in a fist fight. And the lawyer trying to prosecute Young Rittenhouse said... Contrast this, two different scenarios. One scenario where there's two guys who are throwing punches at one another like a bar fight. I think we'd all agree you can't kill someone, which I thought was interesting. That's and not true anyway. He went on to say you can't punch the guy, knock him into the ground, and then get him and strangle the life out of him. That's murder. So what's the difference here? Well, if you, if you punch the guy and knock him down and he's clearly unconscious and you jumped on him and killed him, that would be murder. But if you're in a full-on fight... And you think he's still capable of winning? You can defend yourself. Whatever you
0: you got to do. As far as I know, right. And one of the problems with uh, you know too much use of guns is that yeah, there's yeah. no incrementalism to yep. it. You hit somebody in the right place and they're dead. Um, which is why you know gun violence is to be avoided. On the other hand, if there is a mob chasing you down and you have a firearm and you use it to defend them, uh, yourself, maybe you're a coward, but you're not liable legally. Uh, at least in these circumstances, I want to get to the effort that the the left is straining to criticize the judge in this case for anything they can. A couple more clips from the closing arguments and and the infamous Chinese food joke. The Asian <laughs> food. If you haven't heard this, you're going to think we made it up, or you're going to think you took a blow to the head and you're no longer grip. You you no longer have a grip of reality. It's hilarious. It's bizarre. And it's next. Armstrong and Getty.
1: What I, I'm not going to speak to right now is anything about an ongoing trial, uh, nor the President's past comments. Uh, what I can reiterate for you is the President's uh, view uh, that we shouldn't have, broadly speaking, uh, vigilantes patrolling our communities with assault weapons. We shouldn't have opportunists corrupting peaceful protests by rioting and burning down the communities they claim to represent anywhere in the country. As you know, Closing arguments in this particular case, which I'm not speaking to. I'm just making broad comments about his own view. Um, there's an ongoing trial. We're awaiting a verdict. Beyond
0: that, I'm not going to speak to any individuals or this case. <laughs> you see, the judge had to instruct the jurors to ignore statements by the, made by the president of the United States about the defendant. I believe it was pre-inauguration he referred to Mr. Rittenhouse as a white supremacist. In the absence of any evidence, there are actually many cable news talking heads who did the same thing.
1: Well, even what she just said there was so out of bounds. I'm not going to comment on the trial, but we don't need vigilantes going into peaceful pro tests with blah, blah, blah. Yeah. Yeah,
0: just crazy. So speaking of the judge, he's uh, been tough on the prosecution. Did we
1: mention we're talking
0: about... Oh, yeah. yeah, The Kyle Rittenhouse trial. Yeah, good point. Uh, For those just tuning in, uh, the closing argument from the prosecution was yesterday. The jury, I think, is deliberating as we speak and or uh, uh, eating lunch. But uh, as they were getting ready to take a break yesterday, the judge made the most innocent of offhand comments... But apparently, has uh, Tucker asked in the last segment, can these people racialize anything? Listen to this, would you, as the judge is talking about when they might come back from break, 43.
1: Let's hope for 1 o'clock. I don't know. The, uh, hope the Asian food isn't coming if it on, isn't on one of those boats in Long Beach uh, Harbor. Yes, that was the judge making an off color joke about Asian food during a murder trial. I want to ask you, how unusual is the judge's conduct currently?
0: Well, I think some of the things were way out of line. You know, the comment about the Asian food,
1: for example. What are you talking about? What are you talking about?
0: <laughs> what is the charge? Eating a meal, a succulent Chinese meal. You know, part of it is that the only play they have these these no-talent talking heads these you know white-toothed perky-breasted square-jawed cable news do-nothings the only card they have is outrage the only card they have is this is serious this is terrible and this is racist did you hear he said asian he said asian meal and then he made a joke as we know all jokes that say Asian are racist against Asians, I think. Let's go to a guest who will amplify what I just said without any reason whatsoever. <laughs> oh, I agree completely with you. That was an off-color joke. That was really an inappropriate joke by the judge. All
1: right. Out of line. Oh, my God. There, there's not a super cold spreading around America. Apparently, that's a hot topic right now. A super cold? This is a worse cold or worse flu than I've ever had before, a super cold. The belief is, by top infectious disease experts, that people are so not used to being sick, they've forgotten what a cold or flu feels like. And so when they're getting it, they're, like, shocked at how bad they feel. I had a good old 10-day feel crappy cold not too long ago. And, yeah, I was kind of reminded, man, this is fairly miserable. Colds are miserable. If you miss an hour of the show, go to armstrongandgetty.com. Grab the podcast And finally, earlier today, the Russian Federation recklessly conducted a destructive satellite test of a direct-ascent anti-satellite missile against one of its own satellites. The test has so far generated over 1,500 pieces of trackable orbitable debris and hundreds of thousands of pieces of smaller orbital debris that now threaten the interests of all nations. In addition, this test will significantly increase the risk to astronauts and cosmonauts on the International Space Station, as well as to other human spaceflight activities. Russia's dangerous and irresponsible behavior jeopardizes the long-term sustainability of outer space and clearly demonstrates that Russia's claims of opposing the weaponization of space are disingenuous and hypocritical.
0: I would say that is all correct. Yeah, uh, the Pooter blasted one of his old uh, satellites out of orbit in a show of their anti-satellite weaponry to the chagrin of virtually every government around the world, and certainly the space station astronauts who had to cower and hope their their, their spaceship wasn't punctured.
1: And he's lining up troops along the uh, Ukrainian border, it looks like.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Meanwhile, here's a little breaking news for you. Iran resumed making nuclear equipment at an unmonitored facility, diplomats say. Presenting a new challenge for the U.S. as it prepares for nuclear talks. Well, the world keeps spinning. Meanwhile, old man Biden had a uh, Zoom conference with uh, Chairman Xi from China last night. Big uh, video summit, apparently. As we mentioned earlier, I thought the uh, the framing of it was a little odd. Um, Or at least well, I don't know, odd, I guess, in the New York Times. They had a really good article by uh, Stephen Lee Myers and David Sanger, but the headline is, U.S.-China summit produces little more than polite words, but they help. In a chilly relationship of mutual mistrust, staving off the prospect of a broader conflict between the two superpowers counts as progress. You know, to me, it was just two bitter rivals meeting up, reminding each other of their, their trip wires, and saying, okay, I'm watching you. Yeah, I'm watching you. All right, click. I mean, the idea that it's that they're striving toward like peace and 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 friendship and the rest of it—it's just framing it wrong. Mm. That's gone; those days are
1: gone. Well, China stated that they believe the United States is uh, uh, working with the people of Taiwan and uh, kind of getting them all churned up about independence, and we need to stop, or they'll uh, they'll have to act militarily. And we told them, "You better not." So, I don't know. That doesn't sound as placid as some of the headlines are to me.
0: Yeah, yeah, I would agree. Oh, you know what we ought to do? Let's just get clip 80 on just to get it on because it's so amusing. Then we'll continue China
1: talk. Is there going to become a time where you might call him old friend to old friend and ask him to open up China to the World Health Organization investigators who are trying to get to the bottom of COVID-19?
0: Let's get something straight. We know each other well. We're not old friends. It's just pure business.
1: Good to see you, Mr. President and your colleagues. I'm very happy to see my old friend. No, don't! True! Sure, no. no, no, no. I suffered depression. You <laughs> called me your old friend. I just told Fox you're not my old friend. Ah, damn it! <laughs>
0: Now they know the secret. (laughs) So they mentioned that after uh, three and a half hours of talks, of course, you know, you got to have the translator. uh, The two did not even cobble together the sort of joint statement that typically punctuated summits between the U.S. and China over the decades. uh, Nor was there any agreement on really anything. I
1: was about to say, I couldn't talk to anybody for three and a half hours, but I talked to you for four hours every day. So that's not true. Uh, so I don't, you know, there's there's
0: more to it. They they made pretty strong statements about each other. Uh, China warned us, "Don't be forming any coalitions with the other countries in the region to try to counterbalance us." And we said, "Yeah, we're gonna, we're gonna." So shut up. Um, it's it's a it's a hostile relationship. It's definitely a very friend-to-me-ish relationship.
1: And um. How much do I want to mention that story earlier about how evil China is? I don't want to depress people. And I know for a lot of people, that'd like, eh, send you sideways. Well, just how about just very briefly? No, no graphic details. They're the they don't care about your pet. If you got covid, they are dispatching your pet. The government comes into your house and dispatches your pet in a very brutal way in front of you. There's video of it. Wall Street Journal has a story out today. Yeah, in front of you. That's how little they care. You don't want a government that does that running the world, and that is the goal of China, to run the world. Scary, man. Uh, Remember when terrorism used to be a big thing? Apparently it's not a big thing anymore, because I've hardly heard this story at all. There was a terrorist attack in the United Kingdom yesterday, and they increased their national terrorist threat Because they've still got the rainbow of doom there from substantial to severe for the whole country after a taxi exploded outside a woman's hospital in Liverpool, but barely made the news. Yeah, they've had a
0: handful of attacks lately,
1: but it barely made the news here.
0: Islamic fundamentalist angry people stabbing and bombing and the rest of it. Yeah,
1: for, geez, 10, 15 years. You catch a guy who was even planning something anywhere in the world, and it was the number one story in America. Now, an actual attack in Great Britain. They raise their terror terror level. We hardly notice. It's just times change, I guess. Uh, Other news, the Japanese economy shrank 3% in the third quarter of this year. That's the third biggest economy in the world, don't you know, behind China and the United States, and they shrank 3%. An annualized rate, I think.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Um, Yeah, that's not good. That's that's a huge uh, recession. In Japan.
1: And even though we say regularly that issue polling is dumb, here's the issue polling on the issue of should we give giant payments to illegals who snuck into this country because we think they were treated poorly by the Trump administration. Well, according to a Rasmussen poll, 60% of people are opposed to that idea. I got to believe it's at least 60% of people that hate that idea.
0: Yeah, let me explain it to them, and then, then we'll take a poll, but... Yeah, yeah. Troubled times. Old Joe's uh, approval rating is even lower than it used to be. Another poll came out the other day. Uh, Kamala. Nobody likes Kamala. The White House rushing to her defense, which convinced everybody, oh, my God, she's that weak. They have to rush to her defense.
1: We're hoping to get Chris Christie on sometime in the near future. He's got a new book out. He was on The View yesterday. He was on MSNBC with Brian Williams last night. He is distancing himself from Trump. He is clearly running for president and putting himself in the um, we-need-to-move-on-from-Trump lane. He he states every time, in fact, the cover of his book states, Trump lost, that's a conspiracy theory, we need to move on. So he's okay with cutting ties with the hardcore Trumpers. And uh, maybe we'll be interviewing him in the near future about that. It is Warrior Foundation Freedom Station Week. We're raising a lot of money. We could do a total here soon, but I want to check in on some of the people that have donated money. Like, stupid should hurt is in for $100. Way to go, stupid. And then further down, stupid should hurt, spelled differently, also in for $100. Appreciate that very much. Uh, not a long ball hitter donated $200. Appreciate that.
0: <laughs> you need to be Great a, donation. Thank
1: you. You need to be a realtor donated $100. You were talking about that. Yeah, those of you who have made more money during the pandemic or, or, or recent times. I mean, the stock market's setting records every day. Somebody's making money. Uh, jack's boat 25 dollars hilarious uh the joe biden school for speech interpretation 25 a bad Mm. new, a bad dude (laughs) a bad dude named esther 50 dollars hilarious nice nice i said
0: hey esther You know, long story short, a lot of our brave men and women come back from military service, combat sometimes with overwhelming burdens to bear. It's that it's then that we have to be there for them. And Warrior Foundation Freedom Station is there when they need it, when they need it the most, doing miraculous work. Practically everybody's a volunteer. They're incredibly efficient with your dollars. If you haven't donated yet, be a patriot. Help out our fighting men and women. Go to armstrongygetty.com and, and give as much as you can.
1: A Chinese succulent meal just donated $50, so let's get a total, total. Gladys, hit the drum roll, please. We are, after just a little over a day of doing this,
0: $143,948. Gladys, jumping off of her snare drum and onto the organ, moves well for a woman of her age. Thank about, you, Gladys. About
1: 144 grand. We're going to try to raise 500 thousand dollars by close of business on Friday, which is not easy to do because that's not really five days. That's five shows, mm-hmm. but it's like four days and a few hours.
0: Right, right. So, you, you podcasters listening in the future, you're not off the hook either. Give as generously as you can. All right, my friends. I know. You know what? You know how much is the proper amount. You feel a little bit squeamish as you hit the, uh, the the final button. Just a little bit. Now, if you've had a rough year, things are tight, you're off the hook. Give a few dollars. That's fine. We totally understand. On the other hand, if you are swimming in gravy, this country's been great to you, be great to the men and women who keep us free. All right? Enough well, said. Armstrongandgetty.com.
1: Love that. Uh, we're going to finish strong with a couple of things. Have you heard about investing in art as being one of the safest ways to invest? I know I sound like I'm starting a commercial. I'm not. Um, have you heard about this? Mm. And i got a piece of art that's about to go for a lot of money here. I'll tell mm. you about that. Mm-hmm. Huh? I'll tell you about that. Mm. More used vehicle news, and they're worth more than ever. One of them might surprise you. And a bunch of other stuff we'll get to. Stay with us. Text line four one five two nine five kftc
0: The Armstrong and Getty Show Vice President Kamala Harris has reportedly told confidants that she feels constrained with what she's able to do politically in the Biden administration, same
1: said Biden. Yeah, the ins and outs of the politics of the Game of Thrones going on. that. Apparently, I didn't understand this till later in the day. So uh, a hit piece on CNN on Kamala Harris early in the day, quoting White House sources. What was that all about? Apparently, it's pretty obvious if you think about it, a lot of Democrats think Biden's not going to run for the second term. Because he's not. The heir apparent is always the vice president, and some people that want to run are trying to knock her down several notches before she gets a chance to get ahead of steam so they can be the heir parents.
0: I wouldn't spend a lot of time and energy on that project as she's nothing. Right, She has no charisma and no
1: talent and is no threat to you. Just keep doing what you're doing. So the used car market went crazy during the pandemic. It cooled a bit. Now it's back roaring again because the supply chain and everything like that is, is still as bad as it was. So used cars are worth used tractor market is even wilder than the used car market, it says. Because of supply chain issues. If you need a tractor, you can't get one. So used tractors are worth a lot. I have a used tractor, but I need it. So I'm not going to sell it, I guess. Yeah, wow. I wish I had one or more. Another investment that I find interesting uh, is art. Uh, A Frida Kahlo painting is about to set a record. They think at around $30 million. Ah, I wish I had one of those.
0: And a tractor.
1: I visited her blue house in Mexico City on vacation once and saw the where she painted Del or painting her and her crazy husband, uh, Diego Rivera. But anyway, on the topic of art, I don't know how one piece of art's ever worth $30 million, but the, there's a podcast I listen to where they're endorsing a invest, an invest-in-art thing. Have you heard these? No. No, I have not. So their claim is, and I don't have any reason to doubt them, It's that The steadiest investment over the past several years, with all the ups and downs of the pandemic and this and that, has been art. So a lot of rich people are investing in art. Well, most of us don't have the opportunity to go out and buy a half-million-dollar painting, even if it's going to hold its value or go up. So you can buy pieces of expensive art. So Mm. there'd be like a $30 million painting, and you just buy a tiny piece of it.
0: I get it. It's like a real estate investment trust, a REIT. It's an art investment trust.
1: Yeah, exactly. Huh. That's that, an that, interesting idea. Yeah, I don't have any idea if that's a good idea or a bad idea, but people are doing that. Art can't just can't keep going up though. Is it a bubble? That's what I wonder. Brr. I don't know. It
0: has for a long time. I mean,
1: it definitely has, but it got it just seems like a, such a small number of people would control that market. Wouldn't you think of really right. expensive
0: art? Yeah.
1: How many yeah. people own expensive art? I was just reading. There's this uh, couple getting
0: this uh, real estate mogul and his wife. They've been married for like 56 years. They're getting divorced. This New York couple. I wish I had the numbers in front of me, but uh, they have nine figures worth of art. Nine figures, folks. Um, and they can't agree on what it's worth to split it up. And so a judge ordered them sell it all, every bit of it, oh. and then split the money. Oh boy. And and they're getting tens of millions of dollars for these individual pieces of art.
1: Which turns out was probably a really good investment. And if you have hundreds
0: of millions of dollars, well, spend tens of millions. What, what the hell do I care? But I just can't even imagine having an object that's worth that much. What do you, where do you put it? I mean, do you have to have like armed guards or just the, the God's own uh, security system? We recommend Simply Safe, simplysafe.com slash Armstrong. Um, Wouldn't
1: you have to have it in like some sort of glass airless box? surrounded by fire extinguishers and humidity and temperature control i mean good god you got so much money in one thing and it's probably right. old
0: right yeah i don't i don't know the idea of an investment trust though that's intriguing i might look into that
1: okay i mean just to throw throw
0: a little bit of money some fun money at it to see what it does
1: and you need to uh, tell people you know i don't know a part of the mona lisa left eye <laughs> part of that pupil part of that left pupil is mine
0: yep yep kind of the inside half <laughs> Jesus, the Mona lisa that cost more than novel
1: well, Oliver C. I was throwing out one of the very few pieces of art I know the name of. So there you go. Not exactly a knows the name of lots of art guy. One
0: of the uh, pieces they sold was the original—that uh, nine different like screen prints of uh, Marilyn Monroe that Andy Warhol did uh-huh. right after she died. That got like thirty-eight
1: million or something like that. Wow. Crazy. Um, th- something I'm going to talk about tomorrow. I don't have time to get into the full thing of it today. I find it pretty damned interesting. And the Washington Post fact check deserves a giant tip of the cap for being super honest about this. Pete Buttigieg, who is our transportation secretary, gave a speech the other day about our racist, racist infrastructure. Uh, How uh, so many of our bridges are racist and our roads are racist. And that, you know, to help bolster why we needed the infrastructure package. Well, a whole bunch of that is either flat out not true or barely true, according to the Washington Post. And so these myths that have lived forever about our racist infrastructure, let's take a look at that tomorrow. Wow. My road isn't racist. It's black. Top. Fire thoughts! Yes!
0: your hosts jack armstrong and joe getty
1: the real art there speaking of art is the uh, in the middle Hmm. interesting choice here's your host for final thoughts joe getty everybody has a final thought let's get one from the crew
0: michelangelo our technical director final thought yeah instead of spending twenty dollars on a cheap dvd player this black friday take that twenty bucks and apply it to the warrior foundation freedom station Yep, just go to armstrongandgetty.com. Young Alex, our behind-the-scenes producer at Jury Duty yesterday.
1: Alex, a final thought? You know, a couple weeks ago I mentioned that I play fantasy football, and I had went 4-0 and in the four different leagues that I played in. Well, this week... I went 0-4, so I'm here to say my name is Alex, and I suck at fantasy football. <laughs> wow, wow. and tends to even out. Jack, a final thought for us? Uh, congratulations at Kamala's creepy laugh. $50 donation, Baron Trump in for $200. Let's get a quick update as my final thought. For Warrior Foundation Freedom Station, go to armstrongandgetty.com. You click on the banner. It's that easy. $144,983. Nice, nice, nice. Join... The- the uh, join the crowd that's donating money, would you? Uh yeah, golly gee. My final thoughts: You got uh, trouble
0: uh, rearing its ugly head with Iran and Russia and China, and uh, I'm probably leaving somebody out. That's human history. Everything's unsettled, always has been, always will be. You know, seek yourself out a happy and fulfilling life in the midst of that. Try not to worry about it. We'll keep an eye on it, so you don't have to.
1: You know, we like the joke donations are hilarious, but also a lot of these. Pete, the former Navy corpsman, if you were in the military or you want to donate on behalf of a relative that was in the military, that's a great one, too. Um, Go to armstrongandgetty.com. Armstrong and Getty wrapping up another grueling four-hour workday.
0: So many people to thank so little time. Keep in mind, if you ever miss a chunk of the show, the whole show's available on demand. Armstrong and Getty on demand, not to mention our extra-large podcasts, all at armstrongandgetty.com, or wherever you like to get podcasts. Get some swag. Get some Let's Go Brandon swag. We got it for you.
1: See you tomorrow. God bless America. What in God's name? What's going on here? Let me say, let me say one thing. L-G-B! Yay! Point of personal privilege. Yes, to together.
0: I missed that part. Tell me about it.
1: And to
0: work on the opportunities.
1: And I thought, what? Just a small part of the deluge of chaos tourists. Are you sh**ing me? Oh, and he said some bad words. I'm very happy to see my old friend. Well, bad and kept care. I said bye. On that high note,
0: thank you all very much. <laughs> Armstrong and Getty.